Well, hello and good morning, all of our campuses. Anderson Campus, can you help us welcome all of our campuses and folks that are watching online? So glad that you're here. I know worship's been great. Whether you're at one of our 14 locations or whether you're joining us from your living room, we are pumped that you are here. Now, today we get a chance to conclude our Marked by the Presence series. I'm not preaching. I'm gonna jump down here on the front row and take notes, and I just want you to know you are in for a treat. One of our good friends who's been with us and ministered at the Gauntlet with our students at summer camp, he's coming. He's actually encouraged our staff at our staff conference, but today will be the first time he's been here on a Sunday, and that's because he's a church planter himself. This is Pastor Jabin Chavez. He's planted a church in uh, Las Vegas. He and his wife, Shannon, is here as well, and they've been with us all weekend long. So New Spring Church, would you help me welcome, for the very first time to the Sunday platform, Pastor Jabin Chavez. Thanks. Appreciate it. Hey, good morning, everybody. Thank you. Honored to be here. And... Uh, Anybody been to Vegas? Let me see your hands. Anybody? All right, all right, let's go. A lot of people up top have been to Vegas. I see that. And uh, y'all are in the rapture section, so if Jesus comes back today, you're going first, all right? But man, what an honor to be here. Grateful to be here. And uh, thank you, Pastor Brad, and really to the whole lead team. Uh, just an absolute honor to be with you. And uh, if you're ever in Vegas, come, come visit us at City Light Vegas. We'd love to see you and uh, love to meet you, but uh, really appreciate New Spring. You guys have uh, sowed into us, been a part of our church since the beginning. Actually, the first check we received, we had just moved to Vegas July 2017, and the first check that came in the mail to support our church was from New Spring. So uh, to every person who calls New Spring home, every tither, every offering giver, thank you uh, for believing in us, believing with us. We've now just passed over 3,500 salvations, hundreds of people water baptized, and we're just really grateful for all God's doing, so thank you, thank you. Hey, we're in a series called Marked by the Presence. I'm gonna continue uh, on this theme, and I'm gonna start in Acts chapter one and verse eight. These are the words of Jesus to his disciples. He is about to ascend, and he tells his disciples this. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now, that was his promise of the Holy Spirit, but now we see it happen, Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, and Pentecost just means 50. That's all that means. It's not a denomination or a belief system. It's just uh, 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus. The day of Pentecost came. They were all together in one place, and suddenly... A sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And I want to preach just for a few moments from the subject, God's plan for the church. God's plan for the church. Let's pray. Father, I come to you now in the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray for a special grace as I bring this word that I would be able to communicate it and that we would all be able to hear it. I thank you, Lord, that no one is here by accident. No one just came by chance, but I do believe, Holy Spirit, you have gathered us together. I thank you that you have a plan and a purpose for every person's life that is here in this room and watching around literally the nation and the world. I, I pray that you would speak to us and I pray that we would be changed by your word in Jesus' name, and everybody said aloud, amen, amen, and amen. Well, it's finally time. 
After three and a half years of training and learning and praying, Jesus is about to ascend. He is about to leave. He is resurrected from the dead and he is about to go up to heaven and it is the disciples' moment to rise up. Now, of course, they would not do this alone. And by the way, we don't have to live this life alone. Jesus promised them and he promises us in John 16, it is better that I leave so that the Holy Spirit can come. He calls the Holy Spirit the comforter, the counselor, the helper. In the Greek language, it is parakletos. It is this idea of like a defense attorney that you would hire that would come up on beside of you and would give you wisdom, would give you understanding, would give you knowledge, would, would help you make the right decisions. Jesus says the Holy Spirit will come. And what Jesus was to his 12 disciples, catch this, the Holy Spirit is to the church. I want you to think about that because some of you think, man, it would be so great if I was alive during the time of Jesus physically on the earth and I could have that kind of relationship. Jesus said, it is better that I go so that what I have with 12 men physically, the body of Christ would have by the power of the Holy Spirit would literally billions of Christians on the earth. And in the same way that the disciples followed the footstep of their master, we now, as the apostle Paul said, walk in the spirit. And we are being transformed into the image of Jesus. So the book of Acts that we're reading from today, it is the blueprint, it is the picture, it is the vision of what the spirit-filled life could be for the believer. It's a picture for us in 2020 of what the church could be if we choose to be marked by the presence of God. I love this vision and mission statement from your church. New Spring is a life-giving church. It has been marked by the presence of God, activating us to impact others. And by the way, that was not just some cool little cute statement that a marketing company came up with. That's, that is straight from scripture. And I'm gonna show it to you from Acts chapter two. And really, that last song we sang that was just so beautiful, I just wanna give some theology to that song. I wanna show you that song was not just a feel-good song. That song is straight from scripture and I want you to be able to see it in the Bible. So I wanna, I wanna show you three things the Holy Spirit does in our lives right there from Acts chapter two. Number one, the Holy Spirit gathers us. The Holy Spirit gathers us. New Spring is a life-giving church. The Bible said in verse one that they were all together in one place in one accord. Now, this is really amazing if you think about it because in John chapter 20, the disciples place their faith in Christ as he is resurrected from the dead. Thomas says, my Lord and my God. They place their faith in Jesus. Jesus breathes on them. They receive the Holy Spirit. They are now new creations in Christ. The new covenant has begun. Jesus has been teaching them, Luke said, for 40 days about the kingdom of God. And now at the end of that, Jesus does not say, hey guys, you got the Holy Spirit, you know everything you need to know about the kingdom, you go off and do whatever you wanna do. No, he didn't do that. Jesus said, I want you to gather. I don't want you to leave until you receive the Holy Spirit. I want you to gather in a place, Jerusalem. I want you to gather in a house. 
and I want you to pray, and I want you to believe for the Spirit of God to come upon you. Jesus did not call them into individualism. Jesus actually called them into community, and when the Spirit of God gets upon you, it draws you to believers. It draws you to the house of God. It draws you to each other. Listen, the church is not a building. We've all found that out but the church is a gathering and we must gather, whether that's on a Zoom call, a FaceTime, whether you're online right now, there is something important about gathering. And hey, for some of you, maybe you're watching online, you haven't been back to a church service yet. I just wanna encourage you to come. I wanna encourage you, if you can, if you're physically able, get out to a gathering because there is just something amazing about hearing the singing and the clapping and the shouting and the preaching, getting around brothers and sisters in Christ. There's just something amazing about putting your kid in Kid Spring. Amen, for one hour. You... Am I the only parent? Okay, okay, am I, am I it? There's just something about it. And if, if you're not ready yet, that's okay, but if you're ready... And maybe you're going, preacher, I'm not going to come. If we got to wear a mask, hey, we got to wear a mask everywhere. Nobody likes it. I still haven't seen one person like, these things are awesome. We all hate it. But let's gather. The church is a gathering. And if I got to wear a mask to Costco or Sam's Club or Target, man, I'm going to wear one to the house of God because there's something powerful about gathering with the people of God. This word church, this word church is a Greek word. It's ekklesia. It means that we leave our private homes and we gather publicly for worship. This is amazing. The, the disciples now filled with the Holy Spirit, the disciples are that new creation. The disciples are that kingdom of priests. The, the disciples are that holy nation. And yet Jesus says, I'm calling you together. I'm calling you to gather. I'm calling you to be a part of something. And I know the scripture says that we are the body of Christ, but listen, it's not that you all by yourself are the body of Christ. I appreciate every one of my fingers, but the moment I cut it off, that thing just becomes a really gross little piece of flesh. But if it's connected, it can do something. And listen, it, I, know you're, I know you're part of the body of Christ, but you become powerful when we gather. Listen, we can do so much more together. We can accomplish so much more together. We can grow so much faster together. We can see so much more together. Something powerful happens, and the Holy Spirit is drawing us together. The Holy Spirit gathers us. Number two, the Holy Spirit comes upon us. I love that from, from the mission, marked by the presence of God. Verse three said it like this, the Holy Spirit rested on them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. This was tangible. This was experiential. This was physical. Now, when we read the book of Acts, here's what we see happen with believers in the Holy Spirit. We see believers are baptized with the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit. We see that the Holy Spirit falls upon people, that the Holy Spirit comes upon people. We see that the Holy Spirit rests upon people. We see that the people receive the Holy Spirit. We see that the Holy Spirit is poured out on people. Now, this is really cool. So in, in John 20, the disciples place their faith in Jesus. Jesus breathes on them. They receive the Holy Spirit. A couple of days later, Acts chapter 2, they receive the Holy Spirit. A couple of days later, Acts chapter 4, they receive the Holy Spirit. God's trying to communicate something to us. We need the Holy Spirit. <laughs> we can't do this without the Spirit of God. 
And so Paul would give us a little better image of this in Ephesians chapter five, verse 18. He said, don't be drunk with wine. That's just gonna ruin your life. It's gonna lead to excess and debauchery. He says, instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. How many know just because you drank once doesn't mean you're drunk forever? I wouldn't know anything about that, but all you sinners out there, y'all know about that. How many know just if you drink water once, you're not, it's not gonna quench your thirst forever. If you just eat once, you're gonna get hungry again. And in the same way, we must be filled and filled and continually filled with the Holy Spirit. Because the life that God intends us to live, listen, God will never give you a life where he is unnecessary. Well, brother, God will never give you more than you can handle. I don't know about you. That's not my testimony. My testimony is that I need Jesus every day. I need the Holy Spirit every day. I can't let, I mean, I, I, got, I got to carry too much stuff. I need the Holy Spirit, and that is exactly how God set it up so that we would be filled and filled with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I need you. Holy Spirit, I can't do this without you. I need your wisdom. I need your guidance. I need, I need your conviction. I need your voice. I need your leadership. In the same way that the disciples had Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit. Some of you are thinking, now, Jabin, I'm, I'm a little freaked out talking about the Holy Spirit. I, I got on YouTube one night and started typing in Holy Spirit. It was crazy. <laughs> that was a nervous laugh. Y'all like, oh, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Jabin, I was on Christian TV, 3 a.m., and this dude freaked me out. Yeah. Listen, people are weird. Don't look at your spouse right now in Jesus' name. People are weird. God is not weird. Preachers are a little weird. The Holy Spirit is not weird. An experience you had in the name of the Spirit or in the name of Jesus might have been weird. But God is not weird. And we don't get our theology or our ideas about the Holy Spirit from a weird experience, from a random YouTube clip, or from a televangelist at 3 a.m. on a Friday night. We know what we know about the Spirit by the Word of God. And the Bible is full of the Holy Spirit, and the Bible is full of people experiencing the Holy Spirit, and it didn't lead them to weirdness. It led them to change lives. It, it changed them. It challenged them. It transformed them. The Spirit of God wants to move in your life, so don't let any of that baggage get a hold of you. Don't let some weird experience get a hold of you. The Holy Spirit wants to come upon you. So here's a little prayer I pray all the time. Come, Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit does not mean that God is far away. It means that I want to experience his power and his presence in my life. Come Holy Spirit for me means John chapter three, I have to decrease. There's too much of me in my life and I need God to increase. Come Holy Spirit means I don't wanna live my life alone but I wanna live it in relationship with God. Or as the Apostle Paul said, I wanna live in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. So when you ask the Father in the name of Jesus for the Holy Spirit, you're gonna receive the Holy Spirit. Not emotionalism, not a demon, 
not a weird conjured up experience, you're gonna receive the Spirit. Here's how he said it, Luke chapter 11, verse 13, he said, how much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? That's what the Father wants to do. He wants to give you the Holy Spirit. I want you to think about this. He, he said just before that, he said, if, if your kid asks for bread, do you give him a stone? No. If he asks for fish, do you give him a snake? No. And if you ask the Father for the Holy Spirit, you're going to get the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit of God can come upon you. You can receive his presence, his power, his grace, his leadership in your life. The Holy Spirit wants to lead you, wants to guide you. The Holy Spirit wants to come upon you. I'm talking about tangibly, that I know, that I know that God is with me. Romans 5, that the Spirit of God has been poured out in my heart. That's what he wants to do in us. Lastly, the Holy Spirit will empower us, activating us to impact others. I love this in verse 4. The Bible says, and they spoke in tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And we're not going to focus on speaking in tongues today. I want you to get that other phrase, as the Spirit enabled them. Jesus said it like this, Acts 1.8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. This word power is a Greek word, dunamis. It's where we get our English word dynamite or dynamic. It is the supernatural force and ability of God to do what you could not do without God. It's called power. It's power over sin. It's power to be a witness for Jesus. It's power to live for God. It's power to get through this COVID season. It's power to be a husband. It's power to be a wife. It's power to be a parent. It's power to be a student. It's power to be married. And it's power to be single. It's power. It's what I cannot do without. I'm getting a little fired up. Let me calm down here. This Vegas boy's getting a little hyped. I'm just waking up now. It's power to do what I cannot do. It's holy ghost power. It's Holy Spirit power. It's, it's Jesus looking at his disciples and saying, y'all, you can't do this without the Holy Spirit. But when the Spirit of God comes upon you, what is impossible without him becomes possible. You enter into something supernatural. It doesn't make sense but it's by the Spirit. This was always God's intention from the garden, walking with Adam and Eve to the tabernacle, visiting his people to the early church as the Spirit of God was poured out to eternity when we will be around the throne of God. God wants to dwell with his people, empower his people, fight for his people, show himself strong for his people. Oh, this is good news. Think about the transforming work of the Holy Spirit in Peter's life. Peter was a young man whose emotions were completely out of control. Literally, at one point, he tries to cut a dude's head off. Thank God he was a bad aim, and he just cut the dude's ear off. Peter was angry. Peter was out of control. Peter's emotions had gone wild, but after he received the Holy Spirit, God used him to preach the first sermon at the birth of the church in Acts chapter 2. Think about him cowering from a young girl, denying Jesus three times. And then in Acts chapter 2, calling thousands to repent and seeing 3,000 people believe in Jesus. That's what the Holy Spirit will do in your life. From being in total denial that Jesus would even go to the cross. 
The New Testament's filled with these little conversations with Peter and Jesus, and Peter keeps going to Jesus. He's saying, you ain't going to die, Jesus. We ain't going out like that. It's not going to happen. He was in total denial. He did not want it to happen. Total denial of the cross to after he received the Holy Spirit becomes a preacher of the cross, would one day die on a cross upside down for his Lord. When you see Peter in the Gospels and you see Peter in the book of Acts, they are two different men. Because when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, when you yield to the Spirit of God, when you say, I want to decrease and I want you to increase, man, God transforms you. God changes you. You become different. You, you, the, the thing that you want to become when you're at church and you go, man, I want to live for God. Man, I want to serve God. Man, I want to be generous. Man, I want to love people. But then you go out on Monday and you still you and it doesn't happen. It can actually happen by the Holy Spirit. Can I get a big amen right there? Come on. The Spirit of God can transform you. The Holy Spirit wants to empower you. So back to the book of Acts chapter one. The disciples asked Jesus, this is verse six. Jesus has been resurrected. They've been hanging for 40 days. After 40 days talking about the kingdom, the disciples say, okay, so like, you're gonna restore the kingdom now? In other words, like, are we gonna, we gonna get even with Rome? You gonna, you gonna flip this nation? You gonna set up your earthly kingdom on the earth? In other words, like, is, is this the end? And Jesus says, no, that, that's, not, that's not for y'all to know. That, that's none of your business. That's, that's between the Father. That's, that's up to the Father, verse 7. He said, verse 8, but you, you'll receive power. See, the disciples still wanted to get out of here. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit wanted to get in here. And the disciples were obsessed with the end, but the Holy Spirit wanted to empower them right now. And can I tell you, there have been many times, maybe during this COVID season, it's like, is this the end? Jesus coming back? Is the vaccine the mark of the beast? What's going on? Come on, somebody, we're all freaking out watching conspiracy theories, amen. I'm giving y'all way too much info about my life, aren't I? Y'all know way too much about me now. You know way too much about my YouTube history. Okay, amen. Who's the Antichrist? Is this the end? Is this? And we get so focused on getting out. Jesus said, the Holy Spirit's gonna empower you to go through. Y'all want me to overthrow Rome? I wanna save Rome. Y'all want me to get vengeance on Nero? I wanna save Nero. You want to get out of here? I want to give you power to go through. And many times we are praying prayers of God, get me out. Get me out of singleness. While married people are saying, get me out of this marriage. <laughs> While people are saying, get me out of this season. Lord, this has been challenging. I want to get, and Jesus is saying, no, 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 that, that's, that's not the testimony. The testimony of the Christian is not God just got me out of everything. The testimony of the Christian is, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I don't fear evil because his rod and his staff, they comfort me. Surely goodness and mercy, they follow me. My cup overflows.
flows. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'm going through this, but I'm not going through this alone. I'm not going through this with willpower. I'm not going through this in my own strength. I'm going through this by the power of the Spirit of God. And now I'm a light, and now I'm a testimony, and now I have a story to tell of what God has done in my life. You will receive power, and while many of us are praying to get out, the Spirit of God wants to come in, and so that's why we pray these prayers during these songs like, come Holy Spirit. Fill me, Holy Spirit. You're welcome, Holy Spirit. How many times in the last seven months have I prayed, God, get us out of COVID? And I hope we do. And I hope it's soon. But as long as I'm in it, I will not be in it without the Holy Spirit. As long as I'm in this season, I need his leadership, his voice, his guidance, his convicting work his empowerment. Maybe you just feel like that today. Have, have you just run out of gas? Are you just, are you done? Are you tired? Have you run out of strength? I got good news for you. You can receive power. I was born and raised in Belen, New Mexico. No one cheered because no one's ever heard of it. Population 1700, it's a dairy town more dairy cows than humans in my town. I was born in a trailer, in a trailer park. Some of y'all just heard me say I was born in a hospital. No, I was born in a trailer, in a trailer park. Let's go. You know your parents are hood when they're like, this is perfect to have a baby. This single wide is sterile enough. That's where I was born. And so we grew up hunting. And I could keep, I could keep up with my siblings I'm the youngest of five. I could keep up with my brothers uh, during waterfowl because that was all that's all flat. But during big game hunting, we had to go into the mountains of New Mexico. And I'd get real tired. So I'm 10 years old. I'm the youngest. I'm trying to keep up with my brothers. I'm trying to keep up with my dad. And my dad was always the leader of the pack, and he's going up that mountain, and he's moving fast. And I'd always find myself at the end, but, I, but I'm young, and I'm insecure, and I'm embarrassed, and I'm trying to keep up, and, but I'm tired. But I can't admit it. That's how some people are in church. Oh, they're tired, but they can't admit it. So they come here, praise the Lord, brother. Praise God, brother. Glory to God, blessed. Praise God. And they're tired, but they can't admit it. And that's, that's how I was. And I'd just get further and further back and further back and further back until finally dad would look back and he'd see me. And so he'd leave the pack. He'd come all the way to the back of the line and my brothers would be looking at me. He'd come all the way to the back of the line and he'd back up right in front of me and he'd pick up his shirt and he'd say, boy, grab my belt. And I'd grab that belt. And boom, we'd take off like a rocket. And my dad would pass all my brothers, and I'd look at my brothers. What now, boy? What? What? What you got? What you doing? Because I received power. What I could not do, he did. And now I'm not walking in my own strength. Oh, I still got to walk by faith, but I'm not in my own strength. Oh, I'm walking in the Spirit, but I'm walking after the Spirit. I'm not doing this by good Sunday morning religion. I'm going to grit my teeth. I'm going to be a good God. No, no, no. I'm living by the power of the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, I'm moving, and I'm moving at a pace, and I'm moving at a grace, and I'm moving at a rest, and I'm moving at an ease that I could not move out without 
grabbing onto that belt. I wonder if there's anybody today, New Spring Church, all these campuses, so many people watch online. I wonder if there's anybody that today just needs to like, okay, I'm done. I'm tired. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. And I need Jesus and I need the Holy Spirit. I need power. I can't do this on my own. Can't do this by myself. I got to lead this family, preacher. I don't know how to do it. You need the Holy Spirit. I'm trying to raise these babies, preacher. I don't know how to. You need the Holy Spirit. I'm trying to make business decisions during COVID. You need the Holy Spirit. I'm trying to figure out how we're going to make it. You need the Holy Spirit. Is, is it that easy? No, no it's not easy. But, but I, am, I am a testimony. Let me tell you. All I've been doing today is telling you about my best friend. I am a testimony of a relationship with the Holy Spirit. He has helped me make decisions. He always points me to Jesus. He has led me. He has guided me. He has empowered me. He has convicted me. He has talked to me. He has helped me. I am where I am. I am who I am by the Holy Spirit. So my prayer today for you, my prayer today for me is, come Holy Spirit, I need you. I'm grabbing that belt again. I'm holding on again. I'm reaching out again. Can't do it without you. Frankly, wouldn't want to do it without you. Let me tell you the first thing the Holy Spirit is doing in people's lives right now. The first thing he's doing is he's drawing people to Jesus. Because Jesus said that would be his ministry. He would bring people to the Son. And maybe you're here, maybe you're online, maybe you're at a campus right now and you're going, Jabin, I do not know Jesus or I have walked away from the Lord. I'm trying to get back in church. I'm trying to, I'm like that prodigal son. I'm trying to get back in the house of God. I'm, man, I've been far from God. The Holy Spirit right now is drawing you saying, come on, let's go. The Holy Spirit is inviting you into a relationship with Christ. The Holy Spirit is drawing you right now and you're going, man, I feel like this is my moment. This is your moment. Preacher, I feel like you're talking to me. I'm talking to you. I need Jesus. I need forgiveness of my sin. I can't do this life without him. This is your moment. So if you've never given your life to Christ or if you've been far from God and you feel like you need to like rededicate, you just, you have to make some kind of declaration of faith. I want to lead you in a prayer to begin this relationship with Christ. Everyone is going to pray it at every campus, but it's going to be really important that you pray it out loud. We're all going to pray together out loud. I'm going to lead you in that prayer, but it, it's, it's not about the words that I'm giving you. It's about your heart being surrendered. So let's pray together. Everyone, every campus out loud, everyone say, Jesus, I give you my life. I give you everything. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose again. So I turn from my old life. I turn to you and I declare, Jesus is Lord. One more time, say, Jesus is Lord of my life. Amen. I want to pray now for believers here in Anderson, 
all over the state, online. Maybe you're just going, I need to reach out. I need the Holy Spirit. I've run out of strength. I want to pray for you. I believe the Holy Spirit's going to meet you right now. So, Father, as you fell upon those believers in Acts 2, Holy Spirit, as you empowered those believers in Acts 4, as you as you fell upon those believers in Acts 10, I pray you fall upon us, embrace us. We need you. Can't do this without you. So help us. We reach out now. And we believe for guidance, instruction, power, encouragement, counsel, leadership, Holy Spirit, we need you. Mark us with your presence in the name of Jesus. Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen and amen. Let's give God some praise for the word today. God bless you guys. Have a great day.